welcome to the You, Me and ADHD podcast. I am not a medical professional and I'm in no way qualified to diagnose ADHD. I'm simply sharing my life experiences of life before and since receiving my diagnosis of combined ADHD and how it has impacted my life. Trigger warning, at times I may touch on certain subjects that listeners may find uncomfortable to listen to, so please be sure to read the full episode description carefully before listening just to make sure that it's right for you. I'm a mother of a neurodivergent child and a qualified professional in education with expertise in behaviour that challenges in young people. This is not subject to, but does include ADHD. I've worked with many children with ADHD and I live with one, so I feel I can shed some light on the disability and have lots of life experiences and knowledge to share with you, which I hope will raise awareness and just help others identify signs early on. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's You, Me and ADHD. Um, I put some um, questions out on socials and people wanted to hear me talk about my symptoms of ADHD, how they affect me and how I manage them or don't in most cases. Um, so that's what I'm going to focus on today. I was going to do an episode with me and my son with like an adult female male's perspective as well as a, uh, a, a male who's a child's perspective sort of like together. But I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I just I'm sort of a bit conscious of that one to be quite honest. We have recorded it. I need to edit it and I just need to have a think about that one. So I'll put a pin in that for now. Um, but today's episode, yeah, is just going to be about my symptoms of ADHD and other people did vote for wanting to hear about hyperfocus and procrastination but they are two symptoms that I do really well I am really affected by so I may as well kill two birds with one stone and just chuck them into the mix as well so yeah a nice cocktail of symptoms that I'll go through with you today so um yeah let's crack on I wanted to make this as structured as possible. Um, So in order to do that, if you listened to the last episode, I talked about the pink book. Uh, For those of you who didn't listen, the pink book is a list of all of my symptoms that I prepared in preparation for my ADHD assessment. Um, And I listed everything there and I was proud of myself because... (laughs) It was really detailed and it took me a long time to do it. I couldn't just sit and do it all in one go. So it was like a working document that I just added things to when I remembered certain things. So I'll start off with memory and forgetfulness. So my memory is sort of hit and miss. I am either really, really good at remembering things or I don't remember at all. So, like, I do use a lot of apps, and I know what's all I talk about are these apps or, like, lists, but I cannot stress to you enough how much they help me in life. But I could forget, I could ask you a question, and then you'll give me an answer, and I just, I will just forget what you've just said. Or if someone could give me basic instructions, explicit instructions to go and do something and I will have all the best will in the world but I will forget what you've just said 
I know that this is all linked to like working memory and people with ADHD are quite notorious having poor working memory. My long-term memory is freakishly good. Like I can remember the most specific details from something a really long time ago and have a great memory of my childhood and I know where the most random object is in my house but my short-term memory, I really struggle with that. Um, and other things as well. So like I'll buy food and it will go out of date because I forget that it's there. Um, and now I've like direct debits for everything, but I used to always forget to pay bills. Uh, I would miss appointments or always be late. I literally lose everything all the time. Like I will have a pen in my hand. I put it down. It is gone. I always lose my keys. I always lose my phone. I lose the glasses that are on my head or on my face. Like I will just, yeah, I'm, I lose everything. So next is sleep, energy and impulsiveness. So sleep has always been a battle for me. This is even when I was a child, but a child not wanting to go to sleep is pretty normal. Most kids don't want to go to sleep or can't fall asleep for whatever reason. And that was definitely me. Um, as a teenager, I struggled to sleep. And as an adult, I really, really struggle to switch off. It's just that I'm thinking of a million things when I get in bed. And before I know it, four hours have passed and I've not had a wink of sleep. I've just been lost in my own thoughts. Um, and there is, I've learned that there is absolutely no correlation between the amount of hours of sleep I have and my ability to wake in the morning. So even if I have had a good night's sleep, I still always struggle, I've always struggled with waking up in the morning. That's always been a really, really hard battle for me. Yes, I have kids. Yes, I have like job and I, I get up and I go to work and I, and I do do things. I don't just sleep all the time. But I'm constantly, I mean, it did get to the point where, so when I was, because um, I'm on maternity at the minute, so when I was uh, working as a teacher, I would do the day, fine. And then around three o'clock, I always start to flag and feel really, really tired. So I'd get home, um, the boys would be at their after school clubs or whatever, and I would have to have a, a nap. I would have to have a nap because I would just be absolutely exhausted, like literally couldn't keep my eyes open, tired. Um, and I don't, and even like I say, that wouldn't matter if I'd had a good night's sleep or not, I would still be the same. So I feel like I've been sleep deprived for 32 years. <laughs> But I do function on no sleep or lack of sleep. Um, and I, it's made no difference to my life in terms of my sleep actually having a baby. I'm still exactly the same. So I will still get up and do the feeds and everything like that. But I really struggle to get up. And gosh, when I was a teenager, I really feel sorry for my mum. Because I was a beast being woken in the morning. I really, yeah, struggle with mornings. Um, but then... It also has no impact on my energy levels. As I say, if I get a lot of sleep, I'm still exhausted, mentally, physically exhausted. And I can also have days of having huge bursts of energy and wanting to wanting to clean the whole house and do things or go and, yeah, just get all my jobs done. But I could have just had three hours sleep that night. Like, it's really weird. I have, like, no sleep clock whatsoever. I just... I can't really explain it, to be quite honest. But that's my sort of sleep struggles. 
And then impulsiveness. Um, yeah, I am a very impulsive person and I identify and can recognise my impulsiveness now. I was a lot worse when I was in my 20s and in my teenage years. So if I want something, I have to have it now. If I want to do something, I need to do it now. If it Well, yesterday, actually. And I will then sort of be fixated on that thing. And I really see traits of that in my son. He's exactly the same um, in terms of like, if he wants something, he wants it now. And people just think that he's, a, you know, he's probably being a brat or impatient. And it's not that. I know how difficult it is. Um, and I, I used to get, and the problem is, is the impulsiveness is linked to dopamine. So if there's something I really want and I get it, then I have a surge of dopamine and I want to do it again. And I think that's where a lot of people can fall into like risky behavior and stuff like that. But I, I have always been a very impulsive person. I'll just be like, let's book a holiday. Let's do it. Stuff it. Let's do it. And and then I can talk myself down. So, and or I'll think to myself, right, do I need this or do I want this? And nine times out of 10, it's because I want it. And then I know that it's my impulsiveness. And I think having that knowledge now that I have ADHD, I've definitely seen a difference these, even these past couple of months or when I was suspicious that I had ADHD, I used to think, right, if this is ADHD, then this is just me being impulsive and I need to just take a step back from myself and really think about the 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 consequences, whether that be to our routine or our life or our finances. Like, is this something that is essential or unnecessary? And then the longer that I leave it and I wait the more I'll start to feel a bit guilty about this thing that I absolutely want to have or need to have. And then I know that I can talk myself out of it. So I've got a lot better with my impulsivity. Procrastination is like the demon that lives on my shoulder that will just never leave me. That I said earlier that memory was probably like the worst thing, but actually I'd say memory probably comes in second or third. Procrastination is definitely number one. So if I have something to do, I will do absolutely anything else instead of the thing that I need to be doing. Like I might paint a mural or start a new project or start researching something that it's just t- totally random, like, do raccoons live in the UK? Or honestly, my Google search history, thank God no one can see that because it is just madness. Um, I've already spoke about how I live off lists and apps, alarms, reminders and stuff to just help me try and stay on task. But then I can forget to write a list or get sidetracked. So let's say, for instance, I think to myself, right, wash the parts. I'll come in the kitchen to wash the parts. I'll notice that the washing machine hasn't been turned on. I'll turn the washing machine on, which then will make me think, oh, I need to go and make sure that I've got all the docks out of all the rooms and put that into the wash basket. Then I'll go upstairs and then I will realise that all the beds will need making, so I'll do that quickly. And then I'll find like a T-shirt that I didn't realise I still had and then I'll think, oh, okay, I'll get changed then I'll get changed and then I'll do my makeup and then I realise that my mirror needs cleaning and then I'll do that. And then and that will go on for several hours and then I will not have done the pot still. So that's sort of happens to me on a daily basis. Procrastination is, is something that I really struggle with. 
every day. And then there's other types of procrastination. Well, I'll be sitting on the sofa, boys will be out or something, baby's asleep, or let's say, let's talk about post-baby life. So the holidays, kids are out, and um, yeah, I just could just sit there all day, just scrolling on my phone, but I could have something really important that needs doing, and I won't do it. The, if you need anything really important doing, the best thing to do is find someone who's got ADHD who has like an assignment or a deadline for tomorrow because they will do absolutely anything in their power to avoid doing the main thing that they need to do. And that is literally me in a nutshell. I will reorganise all of the cupboard, colour coordinate everybody in the house's wardrobes, make a skip run with all the shoes and stuff like that. So it can be really useful, but I am doing it because I am avoiding the main thing that needs to be done in the house. Um, what else? Oh yeah, and then I will suddenly get bored of that thing that I am doing and start something else. Again, that's me just procrastinating because I don't want to do the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. And then I'll take on too much because I'm avoiding too much and then I get overwhelmed because I have too much to do. And then that can be quite challenging and that's sort of at home and at work I will at work I'll be on it and I really hyper focus at work I love my job so I really like throw myself into hyper focus mode but then all of a sudden I'll just think I'm bored and I'll get up out my seat and I will go on my free and I will find a colleague that I can chat to and I will absolutely distract the living daylights out of them and just make myself this will probably be on like my seventh cup of tea of the day because I'd rather be doing anything than what I'm meant to be doing. Concentration then. So I really struggle to watch telly because I am that person that just says, oh, sorry, just pause it a second. I've got something to tell you. And I happen to think of all the things I need to tell my husband while we're watching telly or all of my best ideas come to me in the middle of a film or in the middle of a programme. So, yeah, that must be really annoying for him. I spend most of my time Googling ideas, questions or research when I'm meant to be, like, concentrating on, like, say, the telly. Um, I really have to brace myself or prepare because I really find it very difficult to focus unless I'm extremely interested in the topic. So that's why I've got a degree because I was very interested in that topic. So I was fine with staying up till two, three o'clock in the morning and reading all about the Renaissance and art history because that is really interesting to me. Um, I can completely lose my train of thought or zone out when either A, someone is speaking to me or B, when I'm in the middle of speaking. So I can be talking and then I will just completely just think what the hell am I even talking about sorry wait what was I saying and then yeah that's not great just totally forget what I'm talking about um sat nav is I don't know if I've already mentioned this before but sat nav is my um lifeline really when I'm going anywhere and that can be even be somewhere that I'm familiar with because I will just sort of zone out while I'm driving I'll be on autopilot as everyone does everyone talks about going on autopilot when they drive but I will just forget where I'm going. It's not that I get lost or that I forget how to drive. Um, I just, yeah, I'll be driving and I'll think, wait, where was I even going? And then I'll think, oh yeah, I was going, I need to go and get something from Asda. So I'll go there. And then whilst in Asda, I'll think, oh, actually, I, I was on my way to a dentist appointment. That's, that's never fun. 
that's number one. So they are all of the major sort of symptoms that like the main symptoms that I feel um, affect me on a day to day basis. And obviously some things have been since school and other things um, probably have been present, but I find that they are more obvious now that I'm an adult. So when I was a teenager and I didn't want to clean my bedroom, that's a pretty teenage thing. And I can see how looking back a lot of Kids, girls in particular, do get misdiagnosed because boys have these more external traits and girls have more internal traits, typically. Um, I, I can see, yeah, how that can be missed. As, as I say, a teenager not cleaning their bedroom doesn't make you think, right, I need to take it to the doctors because something's not quite right. But an adult struggling with that, you just get labelled as lazy and then you start to really have a lot of self-doubts and it can be um it's just not a very nice feeling really and on the outside I completely appear like I've got it all together and 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 that I think is also unfair really because I don't and everyone just shows the highlights of their life right so that's why yeah this is quite vulnerable for me to really I do feel like I'm exposing myself but at the same time the reason that I'm doing this is to help other people or to and to raise awareness and to break the stigma of ADHD being just this condition that is for hyperactive little boys because it's not Some other general areas that I haven't really touched on that I will just briefly mention. Um, the social aspect was something that I was asked about um, in my assessment because obviously they want to know that that your symptoms are affecting you in more than one area or aspect of your life, such as work, home life, socially, and so on. So um, socially... Um, when I was younger, my mum my would say to me, oh, I can tell you've been hanging around with blah, 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 uh, because you're acting like them. Now, that is something called mirroring. And I didn't realise then that that's what I did. And I did notice it when I was in my 20s. I didn't, I did. And you do act differently with different friends. I feel like that's, a, well, I'm assuming it's a fairly common thing. I haven't known any different in my life. But you have got friends that you can be a bit more like chilled with or a bit more laid back with. You've got friends that would rather go and do like um, adventurous stuff and that's sort of what you do with them. And you've got other friends that you just want to like go out drinking with or whatever. So you do have different friends with different things. I do think that that is a, a common social part of life. But I would really act like a person that I was with. So I really struggled with my own personality growing up and who I was as a person because I would pick up a lot of their traits and even accents as well I'd pick up people's accents if someone was saying something all the time I would say it all the time and yeah it took me a while to sort of break out of that habit but I didn't know that that was me mirroring because I didn't know how to be myself around other people I'd always have like a main best friend um, which again, that's normal, but I always really struggled in bigger groups because I would feel like really paranoid or I would have this 
It's called RSD, which is rejection sensitivity disorder or rejection sensitivity. It is part of or can be part of ADHD or people who are neurodivergent. And I think people who are neurotypical probably experience it as well. Again, I'm not saying this is exclusively to ADHD and that you're in some kind of club if you've got this. But yeah, I definitely... um, I would be really scared of being rejected from a friendship group or for saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or uh, I just didn't always know what to say and I'd put stick my foot in it or like if someone told me something I would tell someone else and then it everyone would just be like oh you shit stirring or something like that and I just I just didn't know how to come across when my intentions were always good but yeah that wasn't always how it was portrayed um <clears throat> I can be a bit full on and I'm still like that with my friends now. I feel like all my mates probably mute the group chat because yeah, I can be a bit full on. And then if no one replies, I start to think, oh my gosh, everyone hates me. I'm annoying everybody. But I'm really lucky because my friends have been my friends since I was in school and they will tell me, nah, I love you, but you're being just a bit much. Let's just chill out. And I'll be like, okay. And I don't get upset by that now anymore because I am an adult and I can take it. Whereas when I was younger, that would just be the worst. Um, my husband is amazing. I don't think I'm ever too much for him. He can just take me all day long. Um, <clears throat> another thing is that, again, this is when I was younger, I would always find myself falling into toxic relationships, whether that was with a, a, a partner or friends or whatever. I did have a lot of toxic relationships growing up or people, I would let people walk all over me for years and not really stick up for myself or say much. Um, I do have tics that I have hidden very well. Um, Masking is a big part of my life. And that is when I say, oh, I'll speak to you about how I manage and how I cope, I'll come back to masking uh, in the the sort of last section because I'm going to finish it off with sort of that. But yeah, I I have tics. So when I was younger, I would always um, make this noise with my throat. I'm not going to do it, but... um, And people would make comments and I would feel really stupid. So then I started to chew gum. Obviously, I got told off at school all the time for it. But chewing really helps me as an adult. (laughs) I'm not going to get told off for chewing as a grown-up. I might appear like I'm being rude, but I'm not. It probably would be ruder if you spoke to me and then I said, like, oh, sorry, didn't hear what you just said. I think I've already said this bit, actually, about the gum and appearing rude. But if I have just um yeah be forgiving please because my memory is is shocking and I'm trying to get all this out um and I but I don't want to repeat myself um but yeah nail biting lip biting jaw clicking knuckles I always click my knuckles um and I like to smell everything um which people just that just probably looks really weird to people and I I hate that I do it but I can't help it. I've read a bit about it. As I say, I'm not an expert, but I've read about it um, being a safety. It's a feeling of safety. So obviously babies put everything in the mouth or everything close to the face. And when you smell something and you put it close to your nose and your mouth, it's supposed to release this sort of chemical in your brain, serotonin, where you're feeling sort of like safe and, and, and it's meant to be a way of safety seeking that's what I've read. Don't know how linked to ADHD that is or how true that is, but it kind of makes sense to me anyway. I do I do, do it when I'm in when I'm a bit anxious or a bit hyper or maybe I'm self-regulating by doing that. 
that's my view on that. Um, yeah, and emotional dysregulation is quite a big one. I get very overwhelmed very easily um, at the slightest inconvenience. So things like if I'm trying to return something in a shop and I'm not able to do it and there's a queue forming behind me, I'll just resort to tears. Or if I'm in traffic and it, people aren't moving and I'm just getting really frustrated with it, I feel like it's a bit more than the average person. I shouldn't say average person, neurotypical person. You know what I'm saying. And yeah, tears tends to be a natural response for me. And that can be really embarrassing. Again, as a teenager, you think, oh, it's just a hormones. It's blah, 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 blah. I think it's blamed on hormones. But when you're in a professional work setting, it's just, you just don't want to be bursting into tears. It doesn't look great. And it is really embarrassing. And I do, that is something I do struggle with because I am a crier and I do struggle to regulate my emotions. So having gone through all of my sort of main symptoms that do affect me on a day-to-day basis, I think it's really important now that I talk about, so how do I cope? How do I manage? A lot of people have messaged me or I see a running theme on social media about like, oh, well, it's okay, good and well talking about ADHD, but how do you manage it? And it's like, actually, I'm trying to find all these answers and trying to fix all these things but actually I just want to make it very clear that you shouldn't fix there's nothing that needs fixing like actually why should I apologize for who I am and try and change who I am just so that I can fit in to these expectations like it's not the end of the world if I do not get through my list or if I have forgotten something, I am human as well. Like, oh, it's if I can stop procrastinating and stop being impulsive and stop forgetting everything, I'll be the perfect human. Again, that perfection, that perfectionism is a part of ADHD of, of trying to mask the, these problems that you're experiencing and trying to appear so perfect on the outside. Well, I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted by it. I don't want to pretend that I've got absolutely everything together and I think that social media is a huge problem with for anybody never mind people who are neurodivergent for neurotypical people as well everybody is trying to appear like everything's great but that's not a bad thing we're not gonna we we all want to show our highlights and the best bits and celebrate the things that we're proud of and that's not a bad thing as well but I think when you are putting that pressure on yourself in your real life that's when it becomes a problem and I think that the things that I have experienced having ADHD. There are certain aspects of my life that that are that are symptoms that have become problems for me, such as the impulsive spending. That I needed to work on that definitely because it was becoming a problem. So I removed apps that tempt me, shopping apps, clothing apps, fast food apps, things like that. And and understanding my impulsiveness. So like I say, leave it a week. If I still want it, give it another week, give it longer and try and leave it as long as I can. Sleep as well. Sleep is an important part of life. It helps us function. Um, so I tried things like sleep aids, teas, guided meditations. Again, none of this worked for me. I really don't want to take medication to help me sleep either. So I would rather try a natural form of trying to sleep. Um <clears throat> And procrastination, I beat myself up about this all the time. Like, I will do as much as I can. I'm only one person. 
And if I need a day where I'm just going to sit on the sofa and be like, I'm not doing this today, that is self-care to me. And so be it. I shouldn't try and force myself to do all these things in a day or in a week. There's a lot to do. Life is busy and life is hard. And there are no, I have no answers for anybody as to, to how to overcome this. I can just tell you what I do that helps me. And it sounds like really stupid things when I look at it on my list, chewing gum and music. I mean, <laughs> if that's all it took, then we're all cured, right? But there's no cure. There's no, and I'm not saying cured as in like a literal sense. I'm just saying it as in a passing comment really. But so yeah, I just think being kinder to myself now that I know. And if you're listening to this and you are thinking all these things are a real burden in your life, then, you know, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not an ADHD coach, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, I'm just a mum and a wife and a sister and a friend and a human who is just sailing through life as best as I can and trying to figure it all out along the way. Because I thought that everybody's brain was like mine until recently. I have only just realised this year a couple of months ago that there is an explanation to all of the things that I have literally beat myself up about for years and years that I felt lazy and guilty and just uh, really crap at being a, a, an adult when actually there is a reason there is an explanation there are support groups out there for people with ADHD. There's specific ones for women. ADHD UK is a charity where there's all different types that you can go to. And it's, it's all, there is so many resources on there as well to help people. And I do find their website really interesting. Um, so that's something that I'm going to hopefully look at doing in the future. And then there's obviously the option of medication, which again, that's a whole other episode and a whole other um, issue in itself and not everybody wants to take medication and I'm definitely not signposting anything and I'm definitely not encouraging anything but if if there is something that's going to help me think clearly then I would like to give it a go and it's not for everybody and I've seen the impact it's had on my son and the difference it's made for him it's been great for him but that does not mean it's going to be great for me and I need to really bear that in mind Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of You, Me and ADHD. Um, as I say, I'm being quite raw and quite open and exposing myself and I do feel a bit vulnerable at times. So I just really appreciate everybody's support so far and everyone who's just, yeah, really reaching out to me and that I'm hopefully making a difference, raising awareness and breaking the stigma that is attached with ADHD. Um, I'm going to put some um, suggestions on my Instagram as to what next week's episode will be about. So please drop me a message if you've got any ideas or if there's anything that you want me to focus on specifically because I've just brushed over all of these things as best as I can but I can go into something in more detail or do a whole episode about something if that is of interest to anyone. So yeah, have a great week.